What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up? What's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to FY Fly the podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, aka CEO Sonny, and I'm here with my brother Remy G. What's up, G man? How you feeling, bro? Man, what's up? What's up, man? I'm feeling good. Let's get it. Y'all know here at FY Fly, we like to start off the show with a meaningful quote about money. Y'all know this is a show about financial literacy. And financial literacy at its simplest is understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. We want y'all to feel comfortable listening to people talk about money, but most importantly, feeling comfortable enough to talk about money and finances yourself. So today my quote is, they can't collect legal taxes from illegal money. Al Capone. Nah, nah, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. My real quote is, everything seems to promise it will be durable, but in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. So if you haven't figured it out yet, man, today we're talking about taxes. We're going to be talking about some of the most important things you need to know about taxes, and then we're going to tap in with the tax professional himself, Mr. Jawan Marius. Man, you already know we ain't got no time to waste, so let's lock in. Young folks need to understand and comprehend taxes because it is simply something that is taking money out of our pockets. And one of the major rules of financial literacy is knowing what is going in and knowing what is going out of your pockets. Understanding taxes can also keep some of that money in your pockets. Have you ever wondered why Jeff Bezos keeps all his pesos? It's because he understands the tax breaks that are offered to the wealthy. Well, most of us aren't wealthy right now, but most of us have been, is, or is going to be a college student. So, General G, can you explain some of the tax benefits that are offered to college students? Yeah, I got you. I think we should start off by explaining the difference between a tax deduction and a tax credit. So, a tax deduction is something that reduces your taxable income, while a tax credit is something that will lower the total amount of taxes you owe. Now, there are two major tax credits that us college students can benefit from. The Lifetime Learning Credit, which is one of the two tax credits available to cover college tuition. It pays up to $2,000 a year per family to help cover educational expenses. This credit is good for each year a student is either enrolled in college, graduate school, or part-time learning. Now, the American Opportunity Tax Credit offers up to $2,500 per year per student, compared to the Lifetime Learning Credit cap of $2,000. Now, hold on, G, man. I think we done jumped the gun a little bit. The first thing you should understand when dealing with taxes is your dependency status. Are you going to file dependent or I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T? Do you know what that? Hold on, my fault, my fault. I know I ain't the only one who learned how to spell that from Boosie. That's what. But yeah, man, if you're under 24, a full-time student, you're not married with no children, and your parents are still providing for you heavily, then go ahead and file dependent. And help your parents out, man. So, what about independent? So, if you're over 24, even if you're still in college, have a child, or have been married, then you guessed it. You're independent. Now, of course, there are some exceptions, but it's critical to know which category you fall in. By filing dependent, you will not be eligible for any of those tax credits that Remy G spoke on. Now, your parent who filed you as their dependent can apply for those credits, but you are not eligible. So basically, being independent qualifies you for more tax advantages, right? Yes, sir. So keep in mind, y'all, you can only apply to use one tax credit per year, so choose wisely. Some other benefits of understanding taxes are being able to deduct your student loan interest payments as a deduction. 
This deduction will lower your taxable income, which, like we said, will result in you paying less income tax. If you don't qualify for education tax credits, you may still be eligible to claim the tuition and fees deduction. Claiming that deduction can reduce your taxable income by up to $4,000. However, you still got to have records of your qualified expenses, like tuition, books, and supplies to claim it. For example, in 2019, you didn't need to file a tax return if all the following applied to you. You were under 65, single, or special circumstances that require you to file, like self-employment income. Or, if you earn less than $12,200, which was the 2019 standard deduction for a single taxpayer. Hey now, these changes happen every year, so like we always tell y'all, research, research, research. We are here to open and spark that light bulb in your head, but it's up to y'all to fill it with the right information. We just trying to put you on the right track. Now we're going to take a quick break with our sponsor, Guapcoin, and then slide right into our insightful interview with Juwan Marius to really lock in on the points of understanding taxation. Let's get it. Yes, sir. This episode of FY Fly is being brought to you by Guapcoin. Guapcoin is a decentralized digital coin founded by people of color that can be traded between peers instantly. Guapcoin is fast, secure, and highly scalable. Now, Guapcoin is for everybody, but their primary mission is to uplift those economic communities that have been left out of the cryptocurrency revolution. For more information, visit guapcoin.org or email tevans at guapcoin.com. DM us a question at FYFly on Instagram or Facebook for your chance to win 100 Guap Coins. We will be choosing four lucky winners to receive 100 Guap Coins apiece. Stay safe, stay invested, and stay guapped up. What's up, what's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? Hope y'all doing all right. We are now entering the insightful interview portion of our show. Today, we are speaking with the founder of Equity Tax and author, Jawan Marius. What's up, my brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing great, my brother. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. You know, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me. I'm looking forward to the episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, tell us more about you. Tell us about your background. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm 23 years old, right? I'm a 23-year-old entrepreneur, CEO, tax professional um, based here in the New Jersey area. I'm originally from Florida, right? I was born mm-hmm. in Miami, Florida. Um, you know, my family moved around a little bit growing up. You know, I, like I said, I was born in Florida. I uh, moved to New York, lived a bit, lived in New York for a little bit, then moved over to Jersey. I'm, I'm an accounting major here in, you know, my local community college. Um, and yeah, you know, I grew up in a household where it was a scarcity mindset, mindset, sc- scarcity of resources. I'm the oldest of three brothers. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a single parent household, right? Just with my mother. Of course, you know, unfortunately, that's that's what it was. You know, we fell into that statistic, statistic. Um, yep. you know, but we, we, we all we had was each other. You know, we, we definitely did the best. My mother did the best that she could, you know, with the with the resources that she had, you know. So that's why I say, you know, shout out to the mothers out there. You know, they. they, they so how did you get involved in this financial literacy movement that, you know, that me and you are in right now, man? Um, I'd say I got in, like I said, through my story of just having limited resources, having limited mm-hmm. access, but knowing that there was more out there. Like I just always felt in my gut growing up because I've always been a person that questions everything, mm-hmm. you know, and of course that could have got me, that got me in trouble, you know, because people feel like, you know, they're questioning their authority and stuff like yep. that. But I just question everything, you know, like I feel like there's more out there that we're just not aware of, that we're not mm-hmm. exposed to. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'll drive around in, in, in these more affluent neighborhoods and I'm just like, wow, 
like wow like i can't even yeah. believe these things but it's like you won't try to attain those things if you don't even know they exist like honestly i'm i'm usually amazed when i see those things because it feels like i'm in a movie because it's the only time nice. we see them or in a rap video you know yeah so that's kind of where that started where it's just like i just had a gut feeling that there was always more out there that just wasn't being spoken about at least to our community you know minorities Mm. So tell us about your business, uh, Equity Tax, and how you plan to use that to accomplish your goals. Um, so Equity Taxes, you know, first things first, Equity Taxes is a part of a partner of Jumping Jack Tax. They're the first Black-owned tax company to license out their software and their platform to individual tax partners, to individual tax offices per se across mm -hmm. the country. So the mission with with them, and of course with myself, which is why I aligned myself with them, is you know, being able to give back to the community, educating the community on taxes, because we don't mm -hmm. know anything about taxes. And of course, the company mission is to enrich the lives of our customers and their families across mm -hmm. the country, you know? So that's that's kind of how we operate and move when it comes to the business. We wanna, we're always looking to plant seeds and enrich our customers. Of course, you know, you have the ebook, um, the stock market ebook, that was just, just a form of, you know, how we do that. We also talk with our clients about like retirement accounts, Mm -hmm. um you know it's just many different things we just try to be as engaged as possible we, we're not just you know, doing your taxes and just disappear gotcha gotcha so why is being knowledgeable about your taxes so important for people i'd say it's important because you have to know well for one you wouldn't let anybody just steal money from you you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. blatantly you wouldn't let them do it so why let them do it you know behind the scenes per mm -hmm. se because that's really what's happening you know of course we've heard the the, the motto you know taxes theft you know, people feel like paying taxes is, is, is essentially, you know, non-essential. They don't feel like it's important for us to pay taxes. But mm. I think it's important for us to be knowledgeable about taxes because when we're paying, when we're overpaying in taxes, we're not able to save on taxes and invest. Mm. Right? Because that's what the wealthy are doing. They're finding every loophole possible to not pay taxes and then double down and keep investing and keep investing and keep investing. Could you imagine tax savings of 10, 20% every year going right back into your portfolios of stocks, right back into your real estate, bro? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's super important. So you mentioned those major corporations, you know, how are they managing to not pay a single dollar in taxes like corporations like Amazon? Like, how are they doing that? Well, I'd say for one, you know, of course, the, the Tax Cut Jobs Act, you know, that Trump signed in, I believe in 2017 or 18, something like that. Um, it cut the ta the corporate tax to like 21%. So that's first. Corporate mm. taxes were cut significantly. Um, so that's one way they're, they're definitely taking advantage of the, of the system. Mm. Another thing I would say is with Amazon, what Amazon is doing essentially is, for one, they have amazing accountants, you know, so <laughs> they, they have amazing people working for them which is what, what I try to explain to my clients. They have amazing people working for them. It's not just one account. I'm sure they have a team of accountants mm -hmm. working on mitigating their exposure when it comes to the to, to taxes. Um, and another thing too with Amazon is Amazon, re, re, I'd say redistributes their profits back into the business. Okay. So essentially they have no profits. So they're not going to be taxed because they have no money just laying around. All the money goes back into the business. You see, they're, they're trying to purchase Simon Property Group. They're always looking to make investments, you know, so I think that's the most important thing as well of how they're not paying so much in taxes. Makes sense. Makes sense. So what is the difference between a deduction and a tax credit? Right. So a deduction lowers your taxable income. 
whereas mm. a, ta- a tax credit lowers your tax bill, right? So with a tax with a tax deduction, it, the reason why it's important is because you know if it lowers your taxable income, your taxable income is the amount that you're going to pay taxes on. Mm. So if you made fifty thousand dollars, you know, and you have deductions of you know your standard deduction, right? Everyone has a standard mm. deduction if you're single. So if you're a single individual, your standard deduction is twelve thousand two hundred. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you made fifty thousand dollars this year, was that so you'd make so your taxable income would be thirty eight thousand dollars if it's twelve thousand, if your standard deduction is twelve thousand. So it helps lower your how much you're going to pay taxes on, essentially. Whereas a credit, you know, if you if you calculate how much, you know, that income, that thirty eight thousand now, because people think that this whole thirty eight thousand is just going to be taxed at a specific bracket. But it's like it's being taxed at different levels. So zero to ten thousand is taxed at a certain percentage. 10,000 to 20,000 is at a different percentage. And then they add up all of that, that total amount to get your tax bill. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking, you know, your tax bill on 38,000 was Mm $2,000. That's where your tax credit comes in. When you have a tax credit, it can, it chops at that liability of $2,000. So when you wipe out that $2,000 tax bill, everything else after that, that you receive is what you're getting as a refund. Gotcha. Gotcha. So for our students listening out there, what are ways uh, take advantage of tax deductions? Great question, because I've, I've heard a lot from college students. Um, a lot of times they either don't file their taxes, which, of course, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't make a lot, it makes sense. But um, a lot of times from college students, I get that question. Like, what what what's the what do I do? Because a lot of times, like you said, we're not familiar with these things. And college students for sure probably are not familiar with this at all because nobody talks to them about this. So Def. the major deductions that college students can get is. You know, they have the American Opportunity Tax Credit. You know, they have Mm. the Lifetime Learning Credit. They have the, I believe it's called the Tuition and Fees Deduction. And then lastly, I believe they have the Student Loans Interest Deduction. Mm. I think that's that last one, Student Loan Interest. You can deduct up to $2,500 in interest that you've paid in Student Loans Interest. That's major. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, they can put a cap on it, but, you know, something is better than nothing. So what life events can affect your taxes and why? That's a great question as well, because, you know, I talk to my clients about that or I talk to, you know, potential clients as well about that. So I'd say, Mm -hmm. you know, starting a family. Right. So if you decide to so there's getting married, you know, when you get married, that affects your taxes because you can no longer file your taxes as single. Yep. You know, so once you get married now, you have to file your taxes married filing jointly or married filing separately. The IRS usually favors, you know, married filing jointly. So that's one way that your taxes are affected when it comes to mm-hmm. getting married, having children, of course, when you have children, you know, that's most people, they love tax season because of their children, you know, they get to take yeah. advantage of, you know, child tax credit, child independent care credit, and of course, exemptions. So that's, that's super important. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing, of course, is if you get a raise, right? So if you're at work and you get a raise, of course, that bumps you into another tax bracket. You know, of course, depending on how much it is, but of course, the more money you make, the more they take, which we all know. So, you know, that's something that you should definitely be speaking with your, you know, CPA or tax professional about when it comes to earning more money. And of course, lastly, I'd say um, being a business owner, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a business owner, that 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 definitely changes the ball game for you. That changes the the entire situation when it comes to your taxes. So I think that and why is that? I'd say honestly, because of the write offs. Because mm-hmm. that's really what everyone speaks about. Everyone speaks about, you know, start a business, start a business because everything becomes deductible. 
you know, of course, not everything, but, you know, that's really the main reason, you know, a lot of your expenses, advertising, marketing, your cell phone, mm -hmm. your home office, you know, your equipment, you know, mm -hmm. everything becomes deductible and essentially in that situation. So that's why that's important as well. And a lot of times business owners don't, you know, have proper bookkeeping, so they're not keeping records. So that affects them because now they can't write off what they need to write off because they weren't keeping records. Okay. Okay. So, so is that why it's so important to keep all of your seats? Yes. <laughs> but even in that situation, now we don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. we have platforms, technology is now in play. We have QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, of course, I'm not privy to other platforms, but as far as mm -hmm. softwares, but QuickBooks is, you know, of course, the most common one. And that's why it's so important. Of course, QuickBooks, I, I use QuickBooks. I just take a picture of a receipt. You know, I, I go mm -hmm. to dinner. Or I go to lunch with the, with a client or with the colleague. Boom, take mm -hmm. a picture of it. It's saved. I don't even like you said. You don't even need your receipts anymore. But of course, like you said, that is why you need your receipts. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes you sense. That proof. They're not just believing you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is an audit for for our listeners? What does an audit actually mean? So, an audit. You know, a lot of times, you know, people get scared when it comes to audits because, you know, thankfully, mm -hmm. you know. I've never been audited, but you know, from what I've heard from other people, an audit essentially is pretty much the IRS doing their own due diligence, mm -hmm. right? So they're doing their own extensive homework on the information that you put on your tax return. So this mm -hmm. is like a check and balance per se of the whole equation. If, if, if you put in, you know, you had $10,000 in meals on your business, but then your mm -hmm. income for your business was like 15, 20,000, it's like, that's a lot of money that you had in meals. <laughs> That's a lot of money in meals. Hold up. We need to we need to send somebody over there. Who prepared this tax return? All right, we need to uh, speak to this accountant or this this tax professional or them themselves. Because a lot mm -hmm. of people now are doing their taxes themselves. Of course, there's people that are still going to CPAs and tax professionals, but there is a, a percentage of people that are doing it themselves. And, you mm -hmm. know, like you said, it, when it comes to audits, that's definitely um an extensive process and it's just pretty much just the irs doing their own homework on what you put on the return or what your tax professional put so can you tell our listeners that plan on owning rental properties which should be all our fy fly listeners the tax benefits of owning a rental property um so of course you know for one i'd say i don't i don't specialize in real estate mm. when it comes to taxes but i would say you know of course you have your 1031 exchange, you have depreciation, you have... So what is the 1031 exchange? What is that? The 1031 exchange is pretty much where a real estate investor can sell a property mm -hmm. and purchase another like kind and pay no taxes. It can either be tax-free mm -hmm. or tax-deferred, which means paying taxes at a later time in the future. Sheesh. So that's kind of what's going on right now, you know, kind of with the Trump administration where they allowed um, individuals who have capital gains to roll their capital gains into opportunity funds. So when you roll your, your gains into this fund, over time, if you leave your money in this fund, which is used to pretty much reinnovate distraught areas, you know, so areas that aren't doing well, you know, below the poverty line, areas that need work, um, mm. you know, you keep your money in there in that opportunity fund and you essentially pay no taxes over 10 years, I believe, you know, so oh, it's man. like little things like that. Of course, that's when it comes to that. But yeah, so when it, when it comes to 1031 exchanges, that's a major, a major gem when it comes to being a real estate investor, being able to essentially sell a property and then purchase another like-kind property and pay no taxes or defer your taxes to a later time. And of course, you have your qualified business income deduction, right? So if you own rental properties, um, mm -hmm. of course, that passive income, you can 
pretty much becomes like a pass through to the actual individual who owns the property. And mm. it allows them to the QBI deduction allows them to deduct 20% of the amount. Right. And of course, business expenses, they can write off their business expenses, you know, advertising, marketing, repairs. So yeah, there's mm. so many things. Of course, you know, like I said, I don't specialize in real estate when it comes to taxes, but those definitely are some 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 great gems for your listeners. Gotcha. So you explained, you know, uh, standardized deductions. What are itemized deductions? So itemized deductions are actually a lot more lucrative for individuals who pretty much have pretty much who have expenses that exceed that standard deduction. So like we said um, mm -hmm. previously, let's say you're a single individual, right? The standard deduction is twelve thousand two hundred, I believe. So if you have deductions that exceed right if you have expenses that exceed that twelve thousand two hundred it makes more mm -hmm. sense for you to itemize so what does that mean so if you have medical expenses if you have a property right if you have property mm -hmm. um you know that's you have right. mortgage interest you have you know all these different expenses that's when you would itemize um charitable contributions mm -hmm. you know so medical housing charitable contributions are probably the most well known when it comes to that so that's that's so pretty much you want to just see you want to you pretty much what your tax professional is doing is they're comparing the standard deduction to the itemized deduction and figuring out which one is better for you makes sense so you also mentioned your experience with jumping jack tax mm -hmm. can you tell us about that and how has it impacted your business great question so jumping jack tax you know i found out about jumping jack tax in march of 2019 right during that time you know prince donnell who was the ceo of the company he actually you know he was actually in the beginning stages i believe from what I saw with, with the company. And the reason why I decided to join the company in the first place, like I said, was because of the mission, right? Because of what they mm -hmm. believed in and because they were black owned. You know, yeah. I, I didn't, of course I did my due diligence. You know, I did my due diligence on the company. Uh, you know, I stood back, I, I watched, I listened to his post, you know, he had articulated himself very well. And then, mm -hmm. you know, he gave value, most importantly on his page. And then I went to listen to his podcast. So through listening to his podcast, I got to know him a little bit more. And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the decision and invest. And, you know, since then, it's been great. You know, joining Jumping Jack Tax, you know, I've been able to go from working two jobs to now being a five-figure earner within, of course, my company. But I'm partnered with them. Now, as we, you know, mentioned earlier, you are author and I, you know, do have your, yeah, do um, have your stock ebook. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us about that ebook, the most important lesson that you feel that you put in that book. Mm -hmm. So first, I want to say, you know, the reason why I created the ebook. So the reason mm -hmm. why I created the ebook was because I realized, of course, that's been the topic. That's what everyone's talking about right now. The stock market's this, it's rising, mm -hmm. it's falling, it's dipping, you know, so that's that's something that everybody's talking about. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, how can I tie in taxes to the stock market? Because they're tied mm -hmm. in, you know, it's money related, it's tied in. So I'm like, you know what, how can I make this relevant to people that are investing right now because there's of course there's a lot more experienced individuals in the stock market but you know even mm -hmm. robin hood i think they said they had a definitely like an explosion of new newbie investors so i was like you know what? how can i tap into that market so of course mm -hmm. that's why i created this ebook um to give them a bit more clarity but as far as like most important keys from the book i'd say is the importance of understanding short-term versus long-term capital gains now, okay. the reason why I say that is, is because a lot of people are just day trading in the stock market. A lot of people mm -hmm. are swing trading in the stock market, not understanding that the stock market wasn't designed for that. Mm. Of course, there's there's opportunity to make money. You know, I ain't, I'm not mad at that, you know, but um, 
you know, the stock market was created for us to put our money in and let it sit, right? We're mm -hmm. investing our money over the long haul. We're just, we're, we're pretty much, of course, it's not going to make us rich, but it's a way for us to preserve our capital, right? Keep our money Definitely. from just laying in our savings account, dying, essentially, earning nothing yep. on, on our money. So the reason why that's important is because, you know, if someone is day trading or swing trading in the stock market, they're triggering taxable events. If you, if you mm -hmm. sell a stock, if you purchase a stock, right, and then you sell that stock in less than a year and one day, you're going to pay taxes on any gains that you had in there. So if you purchase, let's say, Disney at $100 and then tomorrow mm -hmm. you, it rises to 105 and you sold it, you pay taxes on that $5 that you gained. But the difference in that, the reason why this is extremely important is how it's taxed, right? So mm -hmm. if you're someone who triggers a taxable event, with a short-term capital gain, what happens is you're going to be taxed anywhere from anywhere from 10% to 37%, I believe. Whereas okay. had you held it for over a year and one day, mm. you would pay, I believe, 20%, 15 to 20%. So that's that's a tax savings right there. You know, Definitely. all you had to do was just hold on. But of course, that's <laughs> that's what we don't know. That's what people aren't aware of. I have clients reach out to me about that. Like, oh, I read your ebook and I wasn't, I, I didn't even know about that. You know, I've mm. been swing trading and stuff like that. And, you know, I just didn't know. So, you know, of course, we're going to deal with that during tax season. But that's definitely something that, that I think is extremely important. Understanding those two um, short term and long term capital gains. Gotcha. So in your opinion, man, why is financial literacy so critical to young people? I'd say the reason why it's so important is because it kind of sets the tone for the life that you're going to create for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, because I've realized even from my own experience with my mother, I realized what the lack of financial literacy has caused to our family. And it's mm -hmm. not just her, it's her parents, grandparents, they didn't know. So if, if multiple generations don't know about financial literacy, what do you think happens? Then you have people living in ghettos, you have people living in projects, you have people asking yeah. and waiting for handouts. So that's why I feel like, you know, it's important for us when we're young to learn about finance, to learn about credit, real estate, business, taxes. It's not fun. But it's mm -hmm. extremely important for us to know. So what is the best way for our listeners to become fly? And by fly, I mean financially literate and invested. I'd say the best way for them to be fly is to invest in themselves. Because mm -hmm. I've noticed that a lot of people, of course, it sounds cliche because everybody's like, oh, you got to invest in yourself. You got to invest in yourself. But I think it's, it's, it's true. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people will ask you, you know, to mentor them. Of course, you know, that hasn't happened to me yet. But, you know, I've seen other people <laughs> talk about that where like people want to be mentored by them and they're just mm -hmm. like, bro, you don't need a mentor. You need to invest into yourself, whether that be into courses, right? W whether you want to be in this particular industry, buy courses in that mm -hmm. industry, buy books in that industry. You know, like for myself, I'm in the tax industry. I'm going to buy as many books, courses, you know, I'm in school. I'm going to pay for the college education just to get that extra tax knowledge. That's mm -hmm. all investing in myself. So that's that's why I feel like it's something that people should be looking into. So do you track your expenses and why is that important? Uh, yes, I absolutely do. I track my expenses mm -hmm. because I need to know, I need to know what's going out, you know, right? The outflow of cash, mm -hmm. like where is my money going? And I think that's, that's where we're lacking. We're not aware of what's a need versus a want. Yeah. A lot of I times agree. we'll have things that are expenses, but is it a need or is it a want? Mm hmm. You want coffee. So priorities. Right. Priorities. Like, do you, you want coffee that Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks every month or every day, essentially? Mm -hmm. But do you need that for where you're trying to go? You know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, 
let's say you know if it's if it's something as little as like you said getting coffee netflix you have hulu you have this mm-hmm. you have that that adds up you know what i'm saying exactly. that adds up quickly so i think for sure i pay attention to my expenses and i think that's something everyone should look at especially right now during this quarantine or covid i don't know where we are right now because i feel like we're getting out of this situation but if mm-hmm. through this time i think people should have definitely been paying attention to their expenses um you know what they could knock out so i think that's definitely definitely important expenses are something that i pay attention to a lot whether personally or in business definitely definitely so give us any positive money habits that you have personally and if you have any negative tell us so we can cut them off (laughs) (laughs) so positive money habits i'd say i definitely have automatic savings right so every week i have a a a certain amount come out of my my income right my checks Mm. or whatever the case may be from the business or from working a job i have money come out of that every week automatically i don't even think Mm. about it just like taxes just take the money out and I put that money into a Roth IRA. Okay. Right? So I take that money and I put it into a retirement account. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have money. and I So I have money going to a retirement account. And then I have money going to um, a high-yield savings account, which mm-hmm. is earning me probably like 1% on my money. But, of course, it's more than what the bank is offering. Right? So, so I put money into a savings account. And then I fund my retirement account. Because, you know, I don't want to work until I'm you know, 70, 80 years old, you know, I plan on retiring mm-hmm. early, early on. So I'm funding that. So that's something that I'd say is positive. And as far as negatives, I can say that at times I can be, I can be at times a bit impulsive, mm-hmm. you know, like I can purchase something, but I mean, I really need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it just feels like, you know, I just want to buy this. I just want to buy it. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of like that urge. That you just, I mean, of course, and it's not like I'm buying bad things, you know, I'm investing into mm-hmm. myself, but it's just like, it may be at the wrong time per se. Like I'll just stock up on courses. I'll buy courses and I'll just stock up on them. But I won't, mm. I won't get into them for like you know probably a week or a month or two or three months from now. I mean I'm, I wouldn't consider it to be a bad thing, but of course you know I'd say it's just being a bit impulsive could be um, a negative for me. Gotcha. So I, I remember you mentioning that a uh, Roth IRA. Can you explain you know the tax differences between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? Great. So uh, a Roth IRA is well the Roth and the traditional. IRA are retirement accounts that pretty much incentivize taxpayers for um, putting money into a retirement account, right? That's the reason mm-hmm. why this retirement account was this retirement account system was created. It's to incentivize us to save money to retire because the government doesn't want to pay for our retirement, you know, so they'll mm-hmm. incentivize you. But the difference between the Roth IRA and the traditional IRA is, you know, the way like the the when they're taxed right so a traditional ira is is essentially pre-tax dollars going into Mm -hmm. this account right so your pre-tax dollars are going into this account and then once you pull the money out you know when you retire you pay taxes on it okay so that's really where it gets mixy just like a 401k a 401k works the exact same way so you're putting Mm pre-tax dollars right your employer is putting pre-tax dollars into this account for you then, of course, they're funding it over your tenure with them. And then once you pull that money out, you pay taxes on it on the back end. And that's okay. something that I personally don't like. I don't like that because mm-hmm. I feel like once you're 67 years old, I don't want to pay taxes on my, my uh, distributions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But And then when it comes to the Roth IRA, how that works is you're essentially funding this account with after-tax dollars. Like I said, I'm taking money from my paycheck or from my business and putting mm-hmm. that money to fund this account. It's already been taxed. 
of course, if it's coming from my paycheck, it's already been taxed from my employer. Yep. Then it's funding this account. So that way, now when I pull all this money out on the back end, I pay no taxes on it. Tax-free growth. Sheesh. So that's the difference, <laughs> tax-free growth and tax-deferred. So the Roth IRA and the uh, – I mean the Roth IRA is tax is has tax-free growth and the traditional IRA and the 401k have tax-deferred. They're tax-deferred, so meaning you pay taxes at a later time. Man, you over here dropping some gems, man. <laughs> no cap. Oh, and I also so, wanted to add to. I also wanted to add as well the two accounts, mm-hmm. the the Roth and the traditional, are also um, individual accounts. So these are. This is something that you start mm-hmm. on your own. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. So for our people that are you know employed out there, can an employee become financially free and be an employee? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're someone who's just you know, you make forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars per year. You can work your job and use that mm-hmm. job to fund your business or to fund your investments or any type mm-hmm. of thing, any other venture that you're trying to get into. That's what you should do. I, I would recommend that. I would recommend that you use <laughs> your job to fund this. Make your job the bank instead of going to the SBA asking them for a loan. Use your job to fund your investments, fund your business. You know, because I feel like a lot of times people make excuses or they can't delay gratification. They, they, they make, you know, they make fifty sixty thousand dollars $60,000 and they think they're hot stuff. They're going to get themselves a BMW. They got a Mercedes, you know, but then they're like, man, I, I can't start a business. I don't make enough. I don't have the time, you know, you know, mm. they got a lot of excuses. So, oh, you know, yeah. like I said, you can be an employee and be an employer at the same time. Okay. I love how you worded that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two more questions for your boss. Give us some general advice for young people. Um, I'd say general advice. Start your retirement account early. Why like is I that? Said, like, like we were talking about, the, the Roth IRA. Well, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a Roth IRA, but I just say start a retirement account early because what I'm noticing is that, especially within our communities, right? I'm not going to talk about other communities. I'm saying the black community, our community, or minorities mm-hmm. in general. We don't even know about these things, bro. At all. <laughs> people people never even heard of a Roth IRA. but And that's why literally, I'm sorry to interrupt you, bro, mm-hmm. but that's why literally every, you know, guests i have on here i have them talk about roth ira's because mm-hmm. we have no idea what those are you know what I mean? we don't know nothing about that a roth ira <laughs> traditional ira we just like bro what is this what is this it, it honestly it it turns us off because we don't know what it is because mm-hmm. we don't want to look like we don't know what we're talking about you know we or we don't have this account so we don't want to look like we're less equipped but i think mm-hmm. if you're young you should definitely start a retirement account whether that be a roth or a traditional Definitely start a retirement account. Second thing I would say is um, if you're someone that wants to live a life of abundance, live a life of mm-hmm. you know prosperity, affluence, you got to walk the walk, right? Don't be someone that just buys all the courses, buys all of the um, books, right? You not, you're knowledgeable, but you do nothing, mm-hmm. right? I, I could have purchased all the books I wanted. The tax business is what really took me out of a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur per se, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it took me from yeah. I just talking about finances to actually being in the business, right? Being actually involved with what it is that's, that's going on when it comes to finance. So I'd say, you know, definitely take action, be an action taker. Um, and don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid Gosh. to fail. Love that. So I'm gonna hit you with two quotes, man. And you tell me which one in your opinion is more accurate. You ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. So money can't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And more money, more problems. Which one is more accurate in your opinion? 
money can't buy happiness or more money, more problems. I feel like more money, more problems, I feel is more accurate. Because mm-hmm. I feel like not that money can't buy happiness. I feel like the people that the person I feel like the person that created that quote didn't have money. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Cause I feel like, of course, money isn't everything. But I feel like mm-hmm. money definitely provides you with so many resources that can make your life much better. So that's why I feel like the quote, more money, more problems, I resonate or I feel like that's more of something that is more accurate because, of course, the more money you make, the more problems you have. You know, if you're someone who's yeah. making, you know, $100,000 or a million dollars, you got some real problems from a tax <laughs> perspective. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you got to figure out, yo, how do I how do I shelter more of this income? Like, what? Do, how do I earn better income? You know, how do I get more tax deductions, more tax credits? Like, they just think different. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's why I feel like that that quote was more accurate. The more money, more problems. You also have more money to throw at your problems. You know, right. so that's a whole other thing. You got more money, you right. can throw it at your problems. Get you an accountant. Yo, handle this tax situation for me. You know, get an attorney. Handle this this litigation for me. So, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, money isn't everything, but it definitely can, you know, make things happen, make things move for you. Most deaf, most deaf. For y'all listeners out there, man, run up y'all money, run up that bag, and go hit up my man Juwan Marius at Equity Tax, man. Absolutely. Man, I appreciate Absolutely. your time. Thanks for joining us on FY Father Podcast. Man, let the audience know where to find you and any final words, man. Go ahead. Absolutely. So, you know, you guys can find me at or, or at Juwan Maurice at, on Instagram. You can find me at Juwan Maurice on Facebook. And like I said, again, at Juwan Maurice again on Twitter. And of course, if you're on LinkedIn, you can find me there as well. And, you know, my last words I would say is, man, like I said, don't be don't be scared to try new things. Don't be scared to fail. And don't listen to the naysayers. Because mm-hmm. when, you, when you get on this entrepreneurial journey, you're going against the grain. You know what I'm saying? You're going against the fabric of what this country was built on, which is employees, right? Having people work, you know what I'm saying? They they, they, they make mm-hmm. you work and they hoard all the wealth. So you're going against the grain on both ends because the wealthy don't, not that they don't want you to succeed, of course, but they feel like you're coming for their pie. But then, yep. you know, people who are employees also are going to doubt you. They're going to doubt you. They're going to say that you're not going to be able to make it, who you think you are, you know, all these types of things just to make you feel um, insecure about what you're doing. So I'd say, you know, it definitely takes a lot more dedication and perseverance, durability to, to really get through this storm, whether, you know, if you're if you're an entrepreneur. So that's why I say support is extremely important. And I appreciate your time, man. We definitely have to have you back on here for another episode. So, my boy, my, <laughs> for I'm real. looking forward to that, man. I, you know, I, I didn't even realize how quickly the time went. So, I'm, man, I'm having fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, I really appreciate it, man. Now we're going to take it back to Remy GME for one of our favorite segments in the show called Did You Know? Let's do it. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to FY Fly the Podcast. And y'all already know what time it is. Or maybe y'all don't. But we finna let y'all know. Did you know Americans overpaid the government by $945 million a year? Did you know 66% of taxpayers get a federal refund? Did you know 69% of all taxes are paid by the top quartile of earners? Did you know that those top quartile earners receive 51% of all major tax breaks too? Did you know 77.5 million American households owe $0 in federal income tax? Did you know among countries, the U.S. has the third highest peak marginal corporate income tax rate? Man, here at FY Fly, we always want to leave you with some important takeaway items. So, man, it is important to understand taxes because it has something to do with your money, bro. Period. Anything that got to do with your funds, 
your moolah, your quap, or your bag should be top priority. Now, taxes are not the easiest thing to handle. So after listening to this episode, go follow my guy, Juwan Marys, and do some of your own personal research. If you're in school, be sure to understand how you take advantage of tax deductions and credits. Facts. Stay safe. Stay invested. And stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. But don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned. It's each week here on FYI Fly. We like to give an independent artist a place to shine and gain some exposure. This week we have Wrong by Lil Whoop. Let's get it. Reminiscing about the better days, but I gotta stay strong. Got a lot of anger inside of me, I want this rage gone. Tryna ball, hit the jackpot, no lottery, I'ma bring that cake home. Finna be my time to shine, it's not gonna be too long, too long. Now tell me where did I go wrong? You wasn't there, I was there all alone. No, oh, you shit ain't give me shit, got it on my own. Can't tell me none, cause right is right, and wrong is wrong, wrong is wrong.